0: Depth Investigative. This is KXAN News Today.
1: A live look this morning over downtown Austin and the lights are on. It looks like both Austin and Texas dodged a bullet. This is after the state's grid operator said there was a high risk of entering emergency conditions last night. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller.
2: Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. We are still under ERCOT's weather watch until Sunday, meaning there is the potential for tighter conditions because demand is expected to be high. Kristen.
3: ERCOT has called for Texans to lower their energy use a few times this summer. The most recent was actually on Sunday. Now, here are some of the factors that led to that voluntary request to reduce energy use. Obviously the extreme heat, right? Much of Texas near, if not above 100 degrees that is causing a high demand. Now, solar generation goes down into the evening hours before completely going offline at sunset and wind generation it was a concern today because it was forecasted to be low during peak demand hours. So uh, there's a lot working against us, yeah. friends, unfortunately, yeah. and and there's really no relief in sight from this. And we
1: can say right now, grid conditions are normal. It's a
2: very important thing
1: to
3: stress,
2: Tom. Yeah, but later on tonight is when things may get a little tricky around eight or nine. The demand for energy is supposed to get pretty close to current supply. Um, eight at nine Tonight seems um, a late. little late, yeah. doesn't right. it? Especially when, isn't it hotter during the day?
3: It is. I do think it's because of the loss of solar. Got of it. Being solar and even some of the winds will come down Makes as sense. that sun comes down. So let me show you what's going on with these temperatures here because you'll notice clouds and radar are not showing anything yet. We are nice and quiet this morning. Live look outside. This is our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies Weather Camera there in southeast Austin. So uh, cloud cover this morning, we could see a few clouds here and there, but I think we'll probably see a more of a mix as far as the sunshine and clouds go later this afternoon. So we'll start with the mainly clear and warm uh, conditions out there this morning, 70s and 80s. I mean right now that 84 degrees here in Austin's even warmer than what I was showing you yesterday. But looking at the paddling forecast, you'll notice we're right back into the low 100s again. So 106 is that forecast high. This will likely be our 64th time this year that we've been tracking triple digit heat here in the city. 10 to 20 percent chance a few isolated storms. These are nothing to rearrange your day every kind of like yesterday. Some of us get lucky to find themselves underneath a darker cloud, but in general we're going to be looking at more dry spots than wet spots. UV index is a nine today, which is considered very high. I think some of that cloud cover later today will help us out. Hey look rain chances coming up heading into the weekend. We'll talk more about it the next time I see you.
1: Okay thank you Kristen the, this is a live picture up in Georgetown. And you can uh, see here as we swivel around quickly <laughs> that there's a problem here with the road blocked off. This is northbound I-35, shut down right now. And what we've learned is that there was a semi-truck traveling through and it actually hit the overpass there. And so this is gonna be closed until they can get a crew out there and in- inspect it, make sure that it is still stable, that its integrity have not been compromised. Seeing that fire truck moving right now but again i-35 northbound heading up towards the waco area salado area that is shut down right now with traffic being rerouted on the frontage roads in other news the travis county sheriff's office is looking for a man accused of attempting to sexually assault a woman in north austin this happened august 12th when a woman stopped at a gas station on wells branch parkway near i-35 So we have some some images here of the suspect. You can see uh, him walking into this gas station, described as a man 25 to 35 years old with a tall athletic build. He also has multiple tattoos. Deputies say the suspect parked at a nearby pump, then followed the woman to her apartment complex. They say he attempted to attack her and she successfully hid from him. He's believed to be driving a 2015 to 2019 black GMC Sierra If you have any information on this, please contact the Travis County Sheriff's Office.
2: When it comes to the former president, Donald Trump, surrendering, he did.
1: Yeah, he and his 11 co-defendants have turned themselves in ahead of today's deadline uh, to do so. In all, 19 defendants accused of conspiring to overturn the results of the 2020 Georgia presidential election. Officers arrested and booked Trump This was on those felony state charges. He faces 13 separate counts in Georgia. They include a racketeering charge and several fraud and false statement counts.
2: A group today will help reduce the risk of flooding in one Northeast Austin neighborhood. The Capital Delivery Services Department will begin phase one of construction near Little Walnut Creek and workers will be there from seven in the morning until seven at night. Last month, a group of neighbors there threatened to sue the city after their homes were damaged from floodwaters in the April storm. The director of the Watershed Protection Department said debris from the winter storm in early February created a clog in a storm culvert, which exacerbated the flooding that night. During construction, Mearns Meadow Boulevard Boulevard will be closed to traffic from Rutland Drive to Parkfield Drive.
1: If you need to get your car inspected soon, the Department of Public Safety says it's still working to fix a system outage. Started this week, the agency is saying the outage affects inspection stations in smaller counties that only require safety inspections. DPS says at this time, emissions inspections are not impacted.
2: The CDC has seen an increase in COVID cases, how you can protect yourself and your family going into the fall.
1: And how a vote by the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission is going to impact a recently shuttered state park.
2: Good morning everyone. It is Friday, August the 25th as we take a live look outside from one of our cameras over in South Austin at the Whittlesey Center. Thanks for waking up with us everyone here on KXAN News today and hope you're waking up and you're feeling good because the CDC is reporting there has been an uptick in COVID-19 cases all over the country.
1: KXAN's Raquel Martin is looking at how health leaders recommend families be proactive to protect themselves going into the fall.
4: COVID-19 cases are back on the rise. The CDC reports a more than 20% increase in COVID-19 hospitalization since the previous week.
1: Still not at the same level that we saw, for example, even a year ago, but it is an increase, and it's a reminder that COVID-19 will be with us.
4: Dr. Nirov Shah is the principal deputy director at the CDC. To avoid an infection, he's recommending families get the updated vaccine when it's released next month.
1: Not only does this help keep you and your family safe, it also reduces the potential strain on hospitals.
4: Dr. Panagis Galeasatos at John Hopkins University says he's seeing the uptick in cases firsthand, specifically among patients with weakened immune systems.
0: It's mutated where it's a lot more contagious again.
4: He says the public should not panic, but recommends everyone take steps like wearing a mask to avoid overburdening hospitals this fall.
0: And again, face masks, in my opinion, should be seen no differently than umbrellas. If your weatherman or woman is telling you it's going to rain, I'm grabbing an umbrella. Don't want to get wet.
4: The CDC is only recommending people mask up in areas with high rates of hospitalizations. Right now, that excludes roughly 97% of the country. In Washington, Raquel Martin.
1: Still ahead, how schools across the state are working this year to educate your kids on drug addiction and prevent fentanyl abuse.
2: How another project, a major one, may take a little longer as a new emergency shelter for people experiencing homelessness is coming sooner than expected.
0: Good morning. High school football kicked off last night at House Park. We've got a recap of the action from the Taco Shack Bowl later in sports. Indeed. Good morning. A
1: heads up for folks driving through Georgetown. I-35 just reopened northbound. It had shut down because a semi-truck scraped against the bottom of a bridge there right at State Highway 29, but they've given been given the all clear, so your commute, if you're going up to Salado or beyond, should not be impacted. Schools across Texas working to implement Tucker's Law this school year. This requires schools to educate students on drug addiction and prevent fentanyl abuse. Yeah,
2: Tucker's Law is named after Tucker Turner, who died at his family's Leander home. Um, When it comes to a fentanyl overdose, it's something that Texas Health and Human Services says, on average, five Texans die from fentanyl poisoning every day. Districts like Lubbock ISD have already reached out to EMTs to come talk to their students and parents about it this year.
1: It's so important because we've got to stop this cycle uh, before we you know, we're continue to lose to kids on a daily basis.
4: When you look at fentanyl it's scary because one pill can kill you and so it's really important for them to have conversations that they've probably never had.
2: Tucker's law requires schools to have 10 hours of education per year on fentanyl prevention and drug poisoning awareness.
3: Well, good news for the 50,000 people from South Austin to Kyle who get their drinking water from the Barton Springs Edwards Aquifer Conservation District. The district said it is no longer at risk, uh, risk that is, to enter a first ever stage four drought declaration. A top official says readjusted flow measurements into Barton Springs from the Edwards Aquifer are a bit higher than the automated equipment showed earlier.
1: Folks came together to help people and pets living in hot homes. The Fans for Paws benefit concert was last night, <laughs> part of Family Elder Care's Summer Fan Drive. Group focused on helping seniors, making sure no one goes through this heat without a fan or AC.
2: People came from all over to drop off fans, yeah, and money to help enjoy a little concert featuring local musicians help them out. Animals from the Safe Refuge of Central Texas were there for an adoption event and so was KXA's Jim Spencer, he was there. He stopped by to help the pups and help them find some loving homes. Look how cute they are, there's dogs. We you know can know help through that, <laughs> that, that
1: guy <laughs> loves animals.
3: I, yeah, absolutely. And it is one thing, you know, to endure this heat just as humans, but as a pet covered in fur, I mean, we gotta make sure I'm we're taking care of everybody so let me show you what's going on because the heat's still an issue today clouds and radar not showing anything spectacular yet we'll get a little bit of the sea breeze going later today slight little disturbance in the overall flow could spark a few spot rain showers but none of that's going to come in until later today so this morning we start at 84 degrees we've got humidity at 55 percent bringing our temperatures up just a couple degrees when it comes to the feels like so you're walking out the door to the 70s and 80s Morning. You're finishing up your work or school day with high temperatures in the low 100s, 106, the forecast high. You'll notice we're driving this to the day. And then this afternoon, we'll kick in that rain chance. Hold that thought. Let's briefly talk temperatures aerial wide because you'll notice yet again, we've got the majority of us 100 or hotter later today. That has prompted another day of heat alerts, excessive heat warnings in pink. We've got those heat advisories in orange. This starts noontime, continues until 9 p.m. It's everybody but Gillespie County when it comes to the alerts, but honestly, it's still hot. Even in Fredericksburg, we've got temperatures topping out in the upper 90s to low 100s. Now, the rain chances we're talking about today... Similar to what we had yesterday, these little green spots kind of pop up late this afternoon into the early evening. Not an organized storm system. It's almost impossible to pinpoint who's going to get these storms today, tomorrow and Sunday, but the 20% chance will be there every single afternoon. No severe weather, no flooding concerns. In fact, most of us who do get underneath one of these showers can't expect much. It's just going to be a little bit here and there. That's it. The majority of us stay dry, not only today, but we're going to repeat the pattern through the weekend. Isolated late day storms, the heat and the humidity. I think a bigger issue 105 to 106 both Saturday and Sunday. Now the rainfall potential that you're looking at here that goes up to about a quarter of an inch. I'm thinking most of this is actually going to come next week. We've got that week cold front going to come through on Tuesday. It's not going to do a whole lot to our temperatures. Like, it's still August, right? We're expecting to be hot. So, yes, we'll take the cool down into the upper 90s, but we can't expect miracles. 20% chance of an isolated storm today, tomorrow, Sunday. I'm going to bump that up to 40% Monday, Tuesday, just because that boundary not only has a little bit of a temperature difference behind it, but more so it's got some lift. It's got a trigger with it to bring us better rainfall coverage. So, that's why you see that rain chance up to 40% early next week. But as that front disappears, so do the rain chances. Back up to the low 100s with plenty of sunshine by Wednesday of next week.
2: Okay, Kristen, thank you. We know two police officers are injured and may not make it following a shooting in San Antonio.
1: On Wednesday, police there say they followed a suspect with three active warrants and two bonds. That suspect left an apartment complex nearby with a gun and got into a car with a driver. THE LAW ENFORCEMENT FOLLOWED HIM, AND THE SUSPECT BEGAN SHOOTING AT OFFICERS. BOTH INJURED OFFICERS WENT TO LOCAL HOSPITALS IN SERIOUS CONDITION. POLICE SAY THAT SUSPECT IS NOW IN CUSTODY. AND ALMOST TWO MONTHS AFTER A MAN LAUNCHED A BRIEF ARMED REBELLION IN RUSSIA, he appears to be dead. The mercenary chief and some of his top lieutenants listed onboard a plane that crashed with no survivors. NBC
2: News Richard Engel reports this morning on today as many fear the truth of Wednesday's incident may never be widely known.
1: There are still so many unanswered questions about the presumed death of the Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin. Putin offered his condolences and said that Russian investigators need more time to learn all the facts. But the U.S. military is now saying that it was likely an act of sabotage, that this was no accident, that the plane didn't just fall out of the sky, one of its wings coming off in mid-flight, that this was an assassination. And they're not exactly sure what happened, but they do not believe that it was hit by a surface-to-air missile, that it was more likely a bomb placed on board. That's the leading U.S. military theory at the moment. I'll have a lot more coming up on the Today Show. Back
2: here at home, Austin Police really need your help finding three suspects they say were involved in a robbery in downtown Austin. Police say the group went to a 7-Eleven, went inside on MLK right by the University of Texas campus on Wednesday. They were getting drinks and then started an argument, police say, with the cashier. And according to police, a store employee noticed one of the suspects had stolen a can of Pringles, and then took off. Well, the employee chased that suspect outside, and that's when police say one of them assaulted the employee. If you have any information, please call APD.
1: Austin Mayor Kirk Watson says the 80 million dollars earmarked for homeless services in the city's budget passed last week is already being spent on vital shelter services. The marshaling yard shelter promises to offer 300 beds for a year as a more permanent shelter solution is created. Got the chance to sit down with Watson to talk about the city budget. Austin passed its budget earlier this month and it's going to cost the average taxpayer about 172 dollars more per year. Are they going to see better services for that money?
5: Yeah, and you have to take a couple of things into consideration on that. First of all, uh, the city is capped, and, and we and we followed the cap so that you see about a 3.4, 3.5 percent increase. When you think about what's going on in the past couple of years in terms of inflation, uh, when you think about what has happened in terms of uh, supply chain and the increased costs, that is a lot less than what just the average inflation has been over the past couple of years in addition to that it's it's been it was very targeted in a lot of ways uh, it was in fact we talked about it as a back-to-basics budget uh, a budget where we would see um, a, a better response on what we needed to do with our population that's living homeless uh... what we ought to be doing with more affordable housing and how we bring about affordability uh... so it, it has the the, the re- the services that people want, and we were very specific in how we wanted to go about doing that.
1: And diving into those services a little bit, $87 million earmarked for affordable housing, $80 million to help with the homeless, homelessness challenge. Does the promise of improvements in those areas come with the money?
5: Well, you've already seen some of it. For example, um, we're in a, a situation right now where we had promised that what we would do is by September we would have more Uh, emergency shelter beds so that we'd be in a better position to enforce the camping ban and avoid the situation of where you you close a camp here you tell people you can't camp here but because there's no place for them to go they end up camping over there and so you have you you just move around we've actually opened the marshalling yard early as a result of how we're focusing on that so yes we're, we're having the kind of specific response that I believe WE OUGHT TO BE HAVING TO SERVE THE CITIZENS.
2: Thanks to Tom for that reporting there. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission voted to limit its future use of eminent domain. So the department is currently using the process to try and acquire the former Fairfield Lake State Park from a private developer. The policy says eminent domain authority will be limited to exceptional and unusual circumstances. Commissioners define that as when property was previously dedicated to public use as a park and the property owner rejects an offer to sell or gift the land to the state. They say Fairfield Lake falls under exceptional and unusual circumstances. The commission says moving forward, when deciding whether to use eminent domain, it will consider things like public investment and support, resources on the property, and the number of visitors.
0: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning from now till December. Thursdays, Fridays, and some Saturdays we will have high school football action. Last night, a classic local rivalry was renewed between Anderson and McCallum for the traditional Taco Shag Bowl. Beautiful night at House Park. Sold-out crowd on hand for this one. No surprise there. First quarter, Anderson up 7-0 already. Brady Gephardt for the Trojans finds Ed Small, a UT baseball commit in the end zone for the touchdown, 14-0. Anderson on top after that. McCallum would fumble on the ensuing kickoff. A few plays after that, Gephardt, the quarterback, runs it himself to the one-yard line, and that would set up another Anderson touchdown to put them up 21 to nothing. Trojans in cruise control at this point. Second quarter, Gephardt finding Small again. Small hauls it in at the five and then powers his way in past the goal line there. Put them up 28-0. Anderson wins it 42-0 over McCallum. So the Taco Shack Bowl trophy goes to the Trojans. And finally tonight, a reminder, Westlake will take on Ridgepoint. You can catch that game streaming on KXAN.com. Kickoff is at 730. And also, we'll have highlights and scores from around the area tonight on game night. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. For those of you on our KXAN Today podcast listening in, thanks for joining us.
1: Here's what else we're tracking in the 5 o'clock hour, how you can donate to assist homeless students through your utility bill.
4: Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly
2: every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.